Welcome to the Lives of Courage podcast with me, Jessica Stong. Each week, we'll look at ways to choose courage every day, as I know even the smallest acts of courage matter. Through inspiration and action, we can grow into who we are truly meant to be. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Oh, are you ready? We're talking about our stories and how your story matters. It matters to you. It matters to the people around you. It matters to me. So we're talking all things your story. Um, in Not that you need to know this, but in 2001, when I was not yet in graduate school, I was almost to graduate school, um, there was an article um, in, the, I think it was like the Journal of General Psych, and it was the psychology of life stories. It was by Dan McAdams. And it was so eye-opening and beautiful and awe-inspiring. And it was really this idea of exploration of the role of narrative psychology and the way we think about our stories, the way we think about our life stories. We each have a personal history story. And whether we are conscious of it or not, it influences everything, sweet friends, from our well-being to our beliefs to how we feel connected to our spiritual source, to our perceptions of the world and how others treat us. Stories are such an important part of who we are. And yet we are either like completely lack aware, we lack awareness of, of the narratives or we're overly attached to the old narratives. And it becomes so difficult for us to step outside of that story, outside of that narrative. And the, the stories we tell matter deeply, right? We have to realize that and recognize that, that they are a part of who we are. They shape our identity, right? They impact our choices and our behaviors and help us create meaning out of our lives. They don't just help us construct our identities. They um, help us with our stories. Um, and really, the stories are our identities. So I want, I just got a delivery from my um, oldest. So I want you to think about what happens when your thoughts, like what happens? Are your thoughts one of hope and courage or are your stories one of victimization and shame and not good enough and unworthiness? So often in the Courageous Life Society, we, would, we had um, everybody write out what the title of their life story would be. And I encourage you to do the same when you have time. Let's say you're doing your morning download. If you want, like, what is the brain download? I'd like to know more about that. You can go to jessicastong.com forward slash download. And I tell you all about it. It's a free resource for you. Um, but we often see Themes come up in those downloads. We see what our brain does in response to all that is happening in our brain, and we see our stories. And so in the Courageous Life Society, we were like, write down what the title of your story would be. And then we're going to write the chapters in the story. So like, I'll be honest with you, I was so blown away because um, 
these women are so perceptive and so vulnerable and honest. And they were exactly like my story. Like, woe is me, poor me. This has always been hard. Nothing comes easy for me. That might be the title, right? Or um, I try, I try so hard all the time and nothing seems to be working. So I wonder what your titles would be. And then what, like my childhood was one of asthma and anxiety and my um, high school was one of, of, of fear and overwhelm. And then college was one of just absolute wonder <laughs> or like self-discovery. But then um, at the end of my college years, uh, I, it was pained. I mean, at the end of my um, graduate school, and then I was back on a journey of self-discovery and uh, more fear and more shame. Um, and so like, those are my, the titles, like shame, 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 despair, compare and despair, right? So I want you to look at your story. What are you telling yourself? So we know that um, I love, you guys know, I love stories of hope. I love stories of courage, like lives of courage is meant to highlight everyone's stories to really bring awareness that we can choose hope in the overwhelming, that we can choose courage in the overwhelming. And what if that is your story rather than, and you he hear it, some people are so committed to their victim stories or their stories that their life is hard, that they will hold on to that and repeat those stories. When I was doing um, therapy and working with um, kids, uh, I still work with a few kids, but um, I often noticed that the parents would narrate their kids' stories from their, their life is so hard, they don't have what it takes, they, they clearly, and without meaning to. And so that story, regardless of how they don't communicate that, because these are parents that never would, it often comes, kids can pick up on, and I'm like, kids are the greatest truth finders. They know who's safe and who's not safe. Um, and, and they see that in their parents. And we know that stories of redemption begin with an event, with a problem that an individual overcomes, right? And we often want to never have to have a problem. We want to keep our kids from problems. We want to keep our spouses from problems. This is the way that we get to reshape our narrative. And we can go back in, in, in the past and say, okay, well, that's not, we can reshape the narrative of our past as well. Um, right? Dr. McAdams, my favorite friend. Um, he wrote a piece um, in the, right, uh, in the review of General Psych Journal. So it was that adults with high score, adults who score high on tests measuring civic mindedness and who are more likely to be energetic and well-adjusted tend to tell stories of redemption, beginning with a negative event that they later overcame, right? So we get to see our experiences 
as opportunities for growth and look toward our, our hope, look toward our, our light. I mean, I think that is, that is the, what we see in the Bible, right? Is that those stories are stories that bring us to this idea of hope and revival and restoration. Okay, so let's talk about the flip side of that. And notice I'm doing all or nothing thinking here. It's either hope and courage and strength and overcoming and growth mindset, or it's the victimization and poor me and fixed mindset. So I want you to understand that for purposes of dramatization, <laughs> for purposes of ease of communication, I'm doing this quite liberally. Um, and quite all are, there is this is black or white people because I think that's it's easier to understand right so we can tell ourselves unhelpful or unproductive stories mm. in these stories we are the victim and things that happen to us are outside of our control which is true so um you know my story was one of of really it was unhelpful to my narrative of becoming me of becoming the person that reaches out and helps becoming the person whose mission is to help others i had to change my story of victimization uh, my story of a surviving a, a violent assault and telling no one i had to change that from i am shameful and I am someone who lies to be someone who has the strength and the courage, really the courage to tell the truth after, I, I don't know how many years. Why do I not know how many years? Uh, 15 years? Yeah. So I know it was less than 15. It, it doesn't matter. It was almost 15, let's just do that. So what does it say? My story was, it says so much about me that I didn't go forward. Um, I didn't help because I myself was someone who supported women who went forward and helped. And so we tell ourselves stories. I often hear clients that theirs is not as dramatic or traumatic, but I, I, do, I tell myself these same stories, like my husband doesn't care because he's not doing X or that our children are ungrateful or cooperative or that our boss is awful or that people don't like us or that our clients are never going to come. That story of victimization, right? That's a fixed idea of, of yourself and of your story. We can tell ourselves stories that no one cares or that we should feel guilty or that we lack something. And it is this exploration of our story, this idea of storytelling from narrative psych, right? To first identify what we are telling ourselves through. So first we got to name it, right? And then we have to tame it. You got to work through it. And then you have to claim it. You're going to claim the new story. You can't change your circumstances, right? I feel like I say that in everyone and I don't mean to be mean, but for so long, I thought I needed to change my circumstance to feel better, right? 
I needed to lose weight to feel better. I, I, that was from years and years ago, but I hear, we see it in social media all the time. Like join my program, weight loss. And, and then what are they promising us a, a better life? And it will be better because you will learn to manage your mind, but not, and, and love yourself, but not because you lose the weight. Remember, there are unhappy people that are really skinny. There are unhappy people at every size. It is your thoughts about you. There's unhappy people with lots of money. It's your thoughts about you, sweet friends. It's the stories you tell yourself about who you are and what you are capable of achieving. Mm. I had a story. This is one of my favorite ones. Um, I ADHD, dyslexic, not a great test taker, never have been, uh, didn't know it at the time that that's why I struggled with test taking. I was in psychology, didn't put the two and two together. Um, and so I went to take the GRE, right, for graduate school. And I remember calling my mother because I've always said, I'm not smart enough. I'm not smart enough. Uh, and in college, I kind of, I kind of said, I'm smart-ish, not smart enough, took the GRE. And it proved that what I called my mom sobbing, I am mediocre the word I used, which, right, my all or nothing brain was like, I can't be middle of the road. It's not good enough. I know I'm mediocre. I've known my story is I am not someone who is special. And that's a lie. We are all special. We are all loved. We are all worthy. It doesn't matter what a flippin' GRE test tells you. I hope there are kids in the car because uh, we don't get to say flipping in our in our house because it's a stand-in for something else. Like I totally used it as a stand-in for something else. That's beside the point. Okay, so um, we understand that we also, we want to name and then we want to tame the stories. So we want to rewrite them. We want to claim these. We want to retell our stories to ourselves. And so I love that we can set aside or transform the telling of our history with new refreshed ways of relating to our personal narrative. And we can use exercises to provide an opportunity to view old stories in a new light, right? Changing the way we perceive what has come before us. We can remain cur curious, compassionate, as we observe whatever comes up for us, whatever stories we've come, we've come up with. Because if we approach this with annoyance or shame or anger or hatred, we will never move to the story of hope, to the story of courage. So I want you to think to yourself about Let's say um, that you need to think about a story that comes up over the course of the week. And this is, I want you to think 
like notice what story you want to pay attention to. And then I want you to figure out how many times that story comes up for you. Um, in the Courageous Life Society in April, we are doing Courageous Money. And so we will all be doing this together. We're going to look at our um, story of victimization as it comes up in our money stories, our wealth stories. We're really doing Courageous Wealth and wealth is abundance. Um, instead, and it's it's money, but it's also like resources and connections and relationships and belief. That is courageous wealth. That brings us a wealth of opportunities in our lives. It's more than money. If we think it's money, we've lost the plot. If we think it's only, um, if we think it's only like only money, we've lost the plot. And if someone tells you that your worth is based on money, that they have a story that I would, I would challenge. I would really challenge it. Okay, sweet friends. Oh, so much. Um, okay, so how often does this story come up? I want you to tally it on a piece. Like I do it on my notebook. It's sitting over there. I'm not going to grab it because it's wonderfully displayed. So I don't get off track. Um, but I think that I tally, I put tally marks um, on my wrist um, near my watch. Um, so when I'm hand sanitizing, I mean, it does rub off, but I, if I need to, uh, oftentimes I will um, look at like the stories I tell myself about time. Oh, sweet friends. It, it can go, it can go wrong really quickly, those stories. So figure it out. And I would do it for a week. Some people want to do it for one day. Fine, whatever. You do, you do, you boo. But you, okay, how many times, like, whoa, is this a story I'm telling myself a lot? Is this, there a way I can shift the narrative of this story to find greater peace? And what part of the story is appealing to my mind? Like, why am I telling myself this story? That's what we often do in the Courageous Life Society is we ask ourselves those three questions. Like, what is it about this thought, this story, that I'm, why am I thinking this? There's a reason for it. And it's often self-protection. Why is this appealing for me? Well, my primitive brain wants to seek pleasure, avoid pain. It's like, oh, just hold on to the status quo. But does this story support your well-being? And I also want you to, maybe if you have time, this is what we're doing. Um, so come join us in the Courageous Life Society, right? Call to mind a piece of your history, a piece of your past that was challenging for you at the time that helped you harness strength, courage, hope, peace, resiliency, in as much detail as you can. And I also would add like as much feel safe for you to process, write down how it happened, what happened and how it helped you grow. And understanding that we get to make meaning out of the lessons we've learned. What if we could just decide that hard things will happen, bad things will happen? The skills we've gained, we're going to look at that. We're going to decide to rewrite the story. We're going to reshape the narrative at any time. And it is not lying 
It is like, we're going to put a different lens. I always say like, you have glasses that are really dirty right now. And you see the story from all the dirt and the grime, the shame and the despair and the hatred. And so what I come and do, right, is I help you clean. I mean, I just tell you like, here's what you do. You just clean off those glasses. Voila. You have, you can see. That's the role of the coach. Is to see those stories for the truth. Because your glasses are dirty right now, sweet friends. How do we see the truth? It's not what we have been telling ourselves. So consider what you want to change. Knowing that you can't change what happened, the circumstances, but you can change your thoughts and emotions about it. You can shift the way you relate to the details. Oh, so good. I love this so much. So what do you need to change? Perhaps it's your story about your children, your spouse, your money, your wealth, your uh, not getting a PhD. I, I totally had to do that. I was in a PhD program and I loved it. So I had to rewrite that story because my story was, um, I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough, right? Like all the things I'm not worthy enough. And I would go, um, I remember I was, um, on the Emily Taylor, uh, Center for Women and Gender Equity, of which I worked at when I was at the University of Kansas in graduate school. And I was on their board, their advisory board. And I would sit there and think, why did they select me? Why, this was years ago, why? I didn't, I don't, everybody had PhDs and everybody. And it was in that, I remember sitting in that moment and thinking, I am just as valuable. I am just as worthy. I bring so much to a boardroom, people. And I decided that that story that I failed my PhD was not serving me. So what story is not serving you right now, sweetheart? What do you need to let go of? I invite you to release, rewrite. We're going to name, tame, and claim it sweet friends. If money is your story that you want to change, you want to shift. If wealth, abundance is a story that you have not grabbed hold of, that you have not really reclaimed and rewritten, join us in April in the Courageous Life Society. I love that I'm pointing and aggressively saying, because I can tell you it is the greatest thing you will ever do for yourself to say, I am abundant, I am free, and I don't need to see through the lens of lack anymore. That does not serve me. It does not serve who I am. It does not serve my life. Okay, uh, you go again with my pointing and anger, jessicastong.com forward slash society. And you can learn more about that. And if you have any questions or um, I've been thinking about this, if, if uh, I'm establishing a scholarship for those that might want to join the Courageous Life Society, but at the time um, don't have the resources, 
it is at $67 a month, but I want to um, gift that to you. You don't have to prove anything and just, just come. I don't want uh, finances to ever be a barrier because newsflash, you can change that story. Okay, love you all. Thank you so much. XOXO, bye. And as always, I want to remind you, if you want more information about how to work with me, if you really um, have heard anything on this episode that you're like, wait a minute, you can go to jessicastong.com. You can learn more information about the Courageous Life Society, a group coaching membership that really helps you take all this information and apply it. And also you can get more information about one-on-one coaching. Thank you so much and have a great and courageous week, everyone.